Hi, and welcome to the Fem Factor podcast. We are your co-hosts, Dr. Laura and Dr. Nicole. This is a place for women just like you desiring to learn, be inspired, and find community. We'll be discussing everything from health, longevity, and aging, to mindset, high performance, and cycle syncing, to intuition and healing physically, emotionally, and spiritually. All from a lens that is based both upon the latest health research and feminine energetics. Blending equal parts scientific evidence and inner wisdom, we invite you to elevate your biology, empower your intuition, and embody your magic. Welcome back to the Fem Factor podcast. Today is going to be such a special treat. We have Lindsay Schwartz and Lindsay has such a close place in both Laura and my hearts because we met through Lindsay's mastermind. She's the founder of Powerhouse Women, has written a book, has just, I mean, you're going to learn all about her and her story, but she is a magical, magical human being. And we are just so happy that you've decided to join us for an episode. Welcome, Lindsay. Ah, this really is like the ultimate reunion and it is the highlight of my week. So thanks for having me. Of course. So where we love to start for our listeners is always having our guests just share a little bit about you and how you got to what you're doing. We know you are this incredible community builder. You have this successful, engaged community. But when you think about things that were happening in your life that really led you to start doing that, to start building that community, that's a story that we all would love to hear from you. Yes. And it's, I mean, it's a story I get to share quite a bit on, on platforms like this. And, and there's so many little nuances to it that even just getting to share like the high level version, it's always important to keep in mind, like there's, there's so many pieces to it that no one got to see. I, I really wish I was better about documenting in the earlier stages, just so people could really get a sense of how much I have evolved into the person that I am today. But how truly anyone who believes that they are not confident enough or they don't have the right network, they don't have the right skills. I was that same person. I was starting with really not much of anything other than I just always knew I was, I was just meant for more. I always just felt even as a young child inside me that there was just a really big purpose for my life. And I, the journey really took me down this road of moving to Arizona, starting a business in health and fitness, and eventually getting to this point where I was just really restless. And now looking back, I can see that a big part of what was happening during that season was that I had this life that looked really pretty on Instagram. And it looked like I was achieving all these big things. And I was, however... I knew there was more for me. I knew that the results I was achieving were results that I could achieve by still playing it pretty safe. And it was something that I, I wasn't quite aware of yet, but can look back now from the perspective that I have and realize that I was I carefully curated this life that didn't require me to get uncomfortable. It didn't require me to go after something and risk failure 
And that worked for a while. But then I became so acutely aware of the fact that there was just this void inside that I couldn't seem to fill no matter how many awards I got or how much I got to speak on stages. And it it sent me on this path of really just soul searching. And I remember at the beginning of 2016, I said, well, I'm going to turn to the thing that I know has always kind of gotten me through and pointed me in the right direction, which was personal development. And I said, I'm going to read a book every week for all of 2016. And I have this Word document still saved on my computer with like the books I was going to read. And I made it through one week, one week of reading a book. And the path took a dramatic twist that I was not expecting because never in any goal, vision board, any goal list, did I say, I want to write a book. And I was on Facebook uh, January 10th, 2016. And I know this because I still have the message that I sent. And I saw a, a post from an acquaintance that said she was doing some program that helped entrepreneurs get their message out in the form of a book. And I saved the screenshot that literally says, I don't know why I'm messaging you because I have no interest in writing a book, but something inside said. And I think it was the first time that I started to really understand my relationship with my own intuition. So my intuition was saying, hey, you should reach out. You should find out about that. That message led to, I'll, I'll skip to like the, again, the highlight version and you both know the story so we can dig in, into any piece of this that you want, but that that message led to a phone call, which led to me saying yes to this journey of writing a book, not reading one every week. I decided to write one that year. And it, it literally changed the trajectory of my life because it was the first time in my, at that point I was 33, my 33 years on this planet that I said yes to something and followed through on that something, something that I didn't know I was qualified to do. And so I had to meet myself in those moments where I was ready to quit and choose not to quit. And that was, that was ultimately what changed everything for me was getting to those moments. Cause I'd gotten there before I'd made big promises before, but I would always choose the quit instead of choose to keep going and see what was on the other side of it. So I finished the book. It ended up, um, I got the title. It was a download that came in a spin class. And I know you both love fitness too. So I was, you know, we're sweating and all of a sudden I, I was, I finished the book. I didn't have a title for it. And I was like, oh, just this word powerhouse dropped in. And initially I kind of rejected it because that is, that wasn't, especially back then, a word that I would have used to describe myself. It was, I kind of had this moment where I was like, no, that's not really me. And then I realized, well, that was the whole message of the book was to point women just like myself back to what's already within us, that to be this powerhouse, to make this huge impact, it's not about you need to go learn these 10 things or become a better version of you. What you ultimately need is already within you. And then there's, there's other layers to it. So the book Powerhouse Woman came out in 2017. So just a little over six years ago. And never was intended to become more than just that, a personal project that I just was really proud of myself for. And it went on to inspire this little event that grew into this really big event and this global community of women just like the two of you that that was the best part, the best blessing that I didn't realize was waiting on the other side were all of the people I was going to meet and get to play a small part in their story. And that story is kind of still unfolding, right? I'm still figuring it out and listening to my intuition and and just 
learning along the way what that next level of me looks like if I keep stepping into the thing that I know is going to have me grow, the thing that's going to have me want to quit so I can not quit and then grow on the other side of that. So many things I want to talk about, but one thing that really stood out as a word you used kind of at the beginning, and that was restlessness. And I think so many of us have those feelings. And so many times, instead of using that as a cue to it's time to turn our attention to this restlessness, it's more like, why are you so discontent? Why can't you, things are going good. Mm. Why do you have to do this other thing that maybe, who knows what it would be, right? You're saying like that sitting in the comfort of the success you had already had. And so I guess my question is, is how long did you sit in that restlessness? And when did you realize like, no, this is my calling and not just something I'm going to brush aside or think, I don't deserve to go there or, you know, why am I asking for more or, or any of that? Mm, That's such a great question. And, and it is, I think it's such an important topic to talk about because I would say around me, the primary narrative was one of, well, don't you already have enough? You already have this amazing business. And it wasn't coming from a place of judgment. It really wasn't. I I just, I think at that point was starting to become aware of the fact that one of the things that was very comfortable for me was always being the most ambitious person in my friend group. It actually intimidated me so much to put myself around others who were doing more than me because I was still healing a lot of not enoughness. So the restlessness, I think, was always there. But as you're pointing out, I think this was around the point where I stopped judging it and started realizing that it was my cue, that there was just more potential. And as I've grown, so I would say what I've learned about that feeling over the now the seven years that have have transpired since I said yes to writing the book is my relationship with it has totally changed. I thought I I was supposed to feel rested at some point, right? I was supposed to feel like, okay, I've made it. Now we just get to coast. And now my relationship is so different. It's, it's really one of falling in love with the journey of becoming, which that restlessness is usually the catalyst of me saying, Ooh, I think there's just something new for me to explore where before I think it was still very much co-mixed with trying to fix the not enoughness that I felt all the time. Never felt like I was doing enough. Didn't feel like I was enough. And we can dig into this too. I think the journey has actually helped me heal a lot of those patterns so that I can be in this cool place now of contentment, but understanding that being content isn't the same thing as being complacent. I'm always looking at what's next from a place of being very content with who I am now and what I've achieved. You know, I, I love that point So we talk about feeling restless because I do think the tendency for a lot of us who are very driven is to immediately fixate on, oh, well, I I'm restless. I just need to do more of something. I need to go work off this energy I'm feeling, or there's something I'm not doing or avoiding. And, you know, looking at it from that lens is one thing versus like you said, 
what if this is actually just a nudge that more things are coming, that new experiences are coming for me to explore and be curious about? Earlier, you said that, you know, that concept was one of your first cues when you sent that note on Facebook in January of 2016, your first cue of how powerful listening to your intuition is. And that for Nicole and I is a really big piece of the philosophy behind the Fem Factor podcast. This concept that, okay, when we get these feelings of being restless or of not feeling our best, instead of fixating on what we think we are not doing enough of, how do we instead pay attention to those little nudges, those intuitive nudges, and let that guide the way we shift our worldview and our experiences? Because that tends to be what opens the doors we are looking for, what brings new people into our lives, what lets us really get back in touch with what we want and need and deserve as women. So I just think your story is such a beautiful example of listening to those little nudges, even if you don't always understand them at the beginning, even if you can't see the entire picture, knowing that things are happening and opportunities are presenting themselves for a reason. Mm. And it's almost never makes sense. That's the other part that I've fallen in love with is like this fun little scavenger hunt that you really say yes to when you play the game of listening to your intuition and even then finding tools that help me unlock new intuition. Uh, I know, Laura, you love the mastery breathwork app and, you know, finding some things like that where quite literally it almost never ties into what I think I'm let's say I'm working, I'm working with something around my business or my career. All of a sudden the, the next action step I'll get the intuitive nudge to take will be to like call a friend I haven't talked to in months. And again, just bringing like the playfulness back into my relationship with my intuition and treating it like a game. It's like this little fun scavenger hunt of when I'm trying to, when I let go of the control of the outcome of where it's going to lead, it leaves room for the magic. And that's what we're all, all looking for. But I never found the magic because I was trying to control it. Yes, that those two things, right? How do we reconcile for those of us who like control and <laughs> anyone? I mean, I could just be alone in this and yeah, I can't relate at all. Not even a little. Never been, never been accused of being too controlling, but also because that, that's, what we feel in our safety, right? Which is really important for all of us is to feel safe in whatever we're doing. And so when we can create some sense of control, whether that's the true or not, if feel if it feels like we're controlling it, then it creates a little bit of safety. So it's not that we can't control certain things, but then like leaning into the magic and leaning into the intuition. And like you said, I love that you said it's like a game and like playing with it almost like a a puppy that you're you're playing with and and sometimes it's light and quick and fun and then sometimes it might you know the puppy might nip you and you're like hey wait a minute don't do that and so yeah I just I love that kind of intersection of 
not being so judgmental on ourselves if we do feel like we need that control because a lot of us come from backgrounds where we needed to create safety or a feeling of safety, but also to have enough of that trust in our own bodies and to to really cultivate it because most of us, let's be real, haven't had that encouraged in us as women, even though that's one of our really most powerful things is our inner knowing and intuition. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I, I appreciate that so much in your story. So as you've kind of been going through this evolution over the years, right? Learning a lot more about yourself, using tools like mastery, other mindset work to kind of be able to step into that new vision of things, right? Kind of this feeling of wholeness, what else is out there? Do you find that as you have stepped into these evolutions of yourself, that other than something like the, like the meditations, are there other practices you do to kind of make sure you're continuing to leave yourself in a place of growth? I imagine that as you go from the point when you were just getting started, knowing you wanted to go into personal development, writing your book to where you are now traveling, speaking on stages, doing all of these other things that's probably come with some changes to how how you have to take care of you and your understanding of yourself. So when we talk about that evolution from a business and personal development perspective, what has that also looked like when for you, when it's come to things like your self-care, boundaries, things that we think of as related to stress, like has that changed for you as you've also been on this business growth journey? Totally. It has. And the first thing that popped into my mind is the the other journey that I've been on is really getting to know myself and using tools like the Enneagram, learning about my human design. And I never look at these things through the lens of, oh, that's who I am. Now I have an excuse to to just be that and not ever evolve. Cause I think sometimes it can, it can be used as an excuse, a scapegoat to say, well, since I'm this, then I can't possibly show up in this other way. But for me, what it's, what it's done is it's helped me to stop comparing my own needs to other people's comparing what I'm driven by to what other people are driven by it's helped me to really settle into a place where I feel the most authentic that I've ever felt, which even in itself has me realize how much energy I really was leaking before in trying to be who other people expected me to be in comparing how I approached business to how I saw other successful people approach business and, and really came back to this place of what do I need? Because what I realize is, number one, a couple of my realizations, my pace doesn't have to look like everyone else's pace. I naturally have a lot of creative energy. I'm a generator, if anyone was wondering. And and even within that, my profile, even like one of the characteristics of it is I I can go at a pace that most, most other people might not be able to. My brain processes things a lot faster than maybe other people. And I would always... I, I've had a lot of fear and insecurity around my success or my light making others feel less than. And I, I think I've been on this journey of as I learn about myself and I learn about what I need to do to support that energy, to be able to show up at my best, to also realize where I was leaking energy before by 
giving a lot away in in those dynamics where I was really in fear of outshining or fear of of just being who I am, right? Back to the safety. Is it safe just to be who I am fully and for me to accept that? And the other thing that it's really shown me how to do is is how to manage my own energy. And I think that's probably been the biggest uh, like personal lesson that I've I've gotten from this whole experience that has definitely impacted business. I am in a season right now of a lot of space, a lot of stillness, and it's confronting. I'm rewiring everything I know about how to produce results, and it's challenging me on every level. So I think back to the intuition piece, my intuition for a while was sort of, if I could put words to the message, because mine doesn't speak in words, unfortunately, usually it's just sort of a feeling. It's like a knowing mine comes like from where my sacral chakra is and just knowing like, okay, you can keep going this way and it'll probably work. You can probably produce results and that's great. Yay. You go you, but there's something more meaning there's there's actually a, a zone you can tap into where you're going to pl- produce mind-blowing results and you're not going to work nearly as much. And you're going to really have fierce boundaries that you protect. And in order to even introduce myself, like I'm, I've had to kind of imagine like you're stepping into like a really cold, cold plunge. It's like had to be this um, very gradual stepping in And allowing my system to be okay with more space because what I'm realizing about myself and back to just like the self-care and what I realize I need, I require a lot of space and I require a lot of time alone in order to, to perform at my best. So looking for where I can create that by asking for more help, by enforcing boundaries, by having really honest conversations with friends. To, to tell them where I'm at and why, why I'm protecting my time, why I'm saying no to all these fun things that I, I would love to do. But if I say yes to them, then I'm saying no to this next evolution of me. So it's been a very uncomfortable season in the best way. And I can feel some really big things shifting. So check back with me in like six months to a year. We'll see where I'm at at that point. I don't know if that really directly answered the question, but it's been this cool journey of really getting to know myself and my strengths and how I'm wired. And those tools specifically, the Enneagram, human design have been a big part of that. And then more room for mindfulness, meditation, breath work, just even letting that free flow, right? Because before I would have been like, I need to meditate every day. And I'll wake up and I'll say, hmm, what am I feeling today? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to breathe? Do I need to scroll on social media for 10 minutes and just veg out? Because sometimes that's the answer. And letting that be okay. So even allowing flow into my self-care, because that's another area I would before try to be very controlling of. That does answer it. It answers it in such a beautiful way. And I, I'm sure Nicole is thinking the same thing. Both of us along that line... Um, that's why we love the concept of rituals over routines, because you get that, that bit of flexibility versus falling into this trap of like, I always joke about with some of my very type a clients, Hey, are you putting these meditative items, these self-checks, these mindfulness items on your to-do list just to check the box? 
versus really sitting with yourself and understanding which you need and how it feels, right? Because just checking the box isn't the purpose. The the purpose is in the practice. And I love that you brought up the Enneagram and human design. We had Tracy O'Malley on last week. Uh, We've both worked with her. We both love human design. And these tools, I think, are so valuable in the part of self-care where you really need to learn about yourself, believing in yourself and your needs so firmly that you can then go set those boundaries and, and have the hard conversations and unapologetically give yourself what you need. That is the ultimate self-care to me, you know, really being able to give yourself the space and self-awareness to contemplate what do I really need today versus just following the same routine day in and day out, right? Like you need to practice creating that space to pause and understand your needs to really personalize your self-care and find find a little more flow in those day-to-day rituals. So true. Yeah. And that can be, like you said, not only uncomfortable, but almost um, scary. Like, do I want to be sitting quietly with all this space and see what all the stuff that's been in the nice muck come up, you know, (laughs) because that's when it happens. And it's like, oh, I'd much rather be checking off my list if I got my morning walk-in. I did my three pages of journaling. I had my green smoothie. I did my yoga. All right, we're a great human being. Let's go do this, you know? And then then there's like all this stuff that we do create the space. And so like to have that compassion, awareness, intention, you know, not being so hard on ourselves when these things come up because they will and just kind of allow it to come sit with us and be like, okay, I I see you and I created this space and I'm a little uncomfortable, but I'm going to try to get comfortable or I'm going to try to pay attention to a little bit more. We're going to try to do some more healing. and And I think that's that's where we really, and even in your journey, Lindsay, that we've seen, like, that's where you see this exponential growth almost, right? Like, as opposed to maybe just trickles of pieces falling into place. So, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the piece they think is important to talk about is the exponential growth comes on the other side of a period where sometimes it feels like silence from your intuition. Like you're not actually getting, you're not getting new coaching because the coaching is, yeah, just sit down and chill for a bit. Yeah. We'll let you know when there's something for you to do. And it's not like I'm sitting around twiddling my thumbs and not showing up for my business, but we scaled the business even way back. We took programs off of our plate for this year to create the space to sit because that was what my guidance was telling me for probably about two years. And it took about two years for me to listen and then to put the things in place where the business can thrive while I'm also creating this space as the visionary to really get intuition and clarity around what what is next. Because otherwise I just keep rinse repeating more of the same, which is fine if that is the path that you want to be on. I just know that there's something that's wanting to evolve and shift. 
And I wasn't getting that clarity when my plate was too full, when there was too much going on, there wasn't as much margin to even sit and listen for answers. And yeah, I'm doing a lot of sitting and not a lot of answers are coming, but also I'm at the point where I'm kind of like, kind of like, cool. Yeah, that, of course that would happen. No, no big deal. Let's just be here. Let me know. It sounds like you're also having a lot of trust in yourself and the process because as someone who is very driven, that is challenging. Like, hello, I am creating the space where, where are you? Where's the answer? <laughs> Where's the divine intervention? And just trusting like, okay, it, it's coming. It's coming at the right time. It's, it's right around the corner and it'll, it'll get here when it, when it gets here. I think, I think a lot of, especially a lot of early stage entrepreneurs, that's such a challenging thing to, to even conceive of. No, I have to be doing all the time. If I'm not, mm. if I'm not doing, I'm not growing. And sometimes it's those, those moments of pause, whether it's a week or a couple of weeks or a couple of months that are really just setting you up for that next big jump that next big leap, whatever that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. And to be clear, I have spent the last 12 years doing. So for some of you listening, this isn't the coaching for you. This is not, this is not the season that you're in. You, you are in a season of, of really pushing through and showing yourself what you're capable of, because I've had plenty of seasons where that was absolutely in alignment. And it, and it was done still with integrity, with honoring boundaries, and sometimes finding the edge of my boundaries. That's the only way I know where they are. But I think it's important also to just speak to the fact that it it is, right? There's It's a balance of hustle and flow. There is still some hustle or action or whatever word you want to put to it. But I know that I'm being called to completely rewire my relationship with how I earn money, and what I directly do to earn that money, which is requiring me to sit and not do the things I would normally do to earn money. And that part is freaking uncomfortable. I'm like, come on, I, can, I have five new business ideas today that I really want to move forward on. And and really, I'm getting the the intuition that it's a no. Okay, fine. I won't do that thing. But it's been cool. There's also been some cool things, some very cool breakthroughs that only come when you're willing to sit and trust that to way past the point of comfort, way past it. And you don't get to those, those miracles, those surprises until you go way beyond the part where you're sort of like, okay, now would be a great time for you to prove that this was exactly the right path. And, and to give me this validation that this space I was creating is all going to be for, for my best interest. You know, I've gone, I've gone months past that, past that point. And, and then I'll get that little reassurance that, oh, you better believe there is something I'm tapping into that it's just going to take a lot of, I'm, I'm still in the unlearning process before I can learn newly. Got to clear out some cobwebs. Yeah, that is so poignant. And I think that's why so many women in particular are drawn to you, Lindsay, and your message, because there is that allowance for the hustle, for the flow, for the seasons, for the push and for the lean back, because sometimes we feel like we need to be all or nothing on both ends, right? I'm going to be completely leaning back and letting things just come to me 
or I'm all about like I'm pushing and forcing and making it happen. And sometimes we we need to be in both and that can't always be at the same time. Yeah, I've, 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 that's what I think of as like powerhouse woman is there's this power and I guess you could do that. It's so funny that you're a generator and it's powerhouse women. I just put those two together. <laughs> I don't know if you ever like thought about that. Nope. I was today <laughs> years old when I made that connection too. That's so, that's so crazy. But having that energy and knowing, having the discernment of where and how to use it and put it and knowing that even if you're not using certain things now, that doesn't mean it's not ever going to, but just not yet. How were you able on this journey of becoming, I love that term that you used, to bring along, I know you're coupled, you have a husband, and was he always on board and just came along smoothly? Like, yeah, babe, this is great. Or was there, because a lot of us who are in relationships, when they see someone who's a generator or an entrepreneur, or both Laura and I are manifesting generators, where it's always, like you said, five new ideas today, today. <laughs> and then and then they're like, hmm, I don't know about this. Like, so can you talk a little bit about how those waters, uh, those, yeah, you navigated those waters? Well, I finally, in like the last six months, found out Elliot's birth time so I could find out what he was. And he is also a generator. We, we have actually a lot of similarities, even in, yeah, like our birth charts and stuff like that, but we, which actually surprised me because we, to me, operate pretty differently. And, and so that's been something I, that's, that has absolutely been a learning curve. And to answer your direct question, he's always been the one who I will come to him with like this little flame of an idea and he pours like a gasoline can on it meaning like pours the belief in and helps me brainstorm. He He's really a like a big thinker, which I've so appreciated and never, ever. I was just on another podcast this morning and I told the story about how people will ask like, well, what did he think when you came to him and said, you want to do this like big women's event? I said, oh, he skipped right over that because he knows when I come to him with something, it's done. Like it's already, it doesn't, it's not worth his time or energy to even say like, well, should you? He just skipped right to, well, I've always had this dream of like wearing a security guard shirt. So could I like wear a security shirt to your event? And I was like, sure, why not? Just skipped right to, well, here's my request and, and how I can support you. So he, in that way, it's it's just been such a supportive partnership. And I'll share just really vulnerably the part back to this. I just have this way of operating that I just can get so much done. And and it's authentic to me, especially when I separated, like I was doing it because I was trying to fill a void versus this is just really how I'm wired. I'm meant to go to bed feeling like I gave it all that day. And there was a period of time, if I'm being super honest, where I felt superior because I operated like that. I just looked at how much I got done in a day. I thought I wanted him to be wired just like me which now thinking about it, that would have been so annoying <laughs> to be married to the exact like me, but a male version would have been, would be terrible. We would spontaneously combust. Absolutely. And 
and it's been a journey. This is now over like 10, 12 years of building businesses together and separately, but always looking at what we're building as our very much like it's our combined effort. I had to be willing to look for how he was supporting and how he was growing with me, even in the the places where it did not look anything like my growth or how I operate. And there's this story I tell quite a bit. I, I You both have probably heard it, but I'll never forget the day when we were in our pool and it was in the summer, which it's hot in Arizona. And we had this daily ritual. We would connect at the end of the day and just for like 10 or 15 minutes, just kind of hop on a floaty and debrief the day. And this mofo had the audacity to ask if I wanted to float at noon on a Monday. Noon. I was like in my flow. I was like... Uh, what do you mean? I have so much to do. And then he's like, great. What do you have to do? And then I looked and I was like, well, I mean, I don't know, but I was going to make up some things I needed to do. And I was in this process of, you know, starting to look at my patterns. And I said, okay, 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 okay. I could take 15 minutes for you and we can connect because he was done with his work for the day, which first that first pissed me off. Right. Cause I was like, how are you done with work by noon on a Monday? And so we go in the pool, not in there any more than five minutes and his phone rings, he hops out and he answers it. This is what back when he was in sales, he's a a medical sales rep, comes back over and he's like, I just closed the biggest, the biggest sale of my career. Cannonballs into the pool, cracks a beer. Listen, he's telling me like we're married, joint finances. He's telling me we just had a huge financial win for our family. And in that moment, I was livid. I could not have been more frustrated. I was so, so acutely aware of the fact that how I was feeling did not match the kind of partner I wanted to be. And I had, it literally is this moment in time that I, I, as I'm retelling the story, I can picture it all. And I remember kind of like zooming out and viewing, like almost kind of like having this moment of observing myself where it was like my higher self was kind of looking down and being like, so how's that, how's that working for you? You know, like what, what are we doing here? Where it was this moment where it literally flipped in my mind. The previous version of myself thought that I wanted him to be more like me. And in that moment, what I realized was any frustration or tension I ever felt in that dynamic around work or productivity was because I couldn't figure out how it seemed so easy and fun for him. And I just was the one who would make up more work so that I could feel validated and feel like I had worked hard enough to produce the result. And it literally was a turning point. And I even, you know, like voiced to him, I don't remember if it was in that moment or if it was a little bit later, like that, that was a huge awakening for me. And he, he's just so, so loving and so wonderful. He wasn't even upset with me for, cause of course he had picked up on my undertone of resentment all along didn't act surprised by it at all, but just said like, yeah, like what, what would it be like if it, if it was more fun, if it was easier? And it really sent me on this quest. And I think a lot of times these turning points in our growth leave us with more questions than answers. It's not like in that moment, I knew exactly how to welcome more fun in, but I, I stopped looking at him as, oh, this is a person who I think needs to be more like me and he would get more done to this is my greatest teacher. Let me, let me watch and learn. 
and started to emulate, you know, in my own way, maybe some of the things I observed from him. And I kid you not, within 90 days, this breakthrough happened. I had an opportunity to collaborate with a friend, Lori Harder. We created a program together that was the most fun I had ever had doing business. And in one launch, made more than I had ever made in one year. Just like that. And again, that's kind of like a long answer to a very simple question, but I feel like in this conversation we're having about productivity and, you know, it goes all the way back to like wellness and, and really how, how we're designed to operate as, as women really our superpowers. I was the stereotypical version of the one who's trying to prove, I don't know, even to who, to myself or to everyone around me that I could do it that I could do it by myself, that I didn't need help, and that I was always trying to earn my own self-worth through how much I worked. And I am so grateful for that lesson because I don't know how much longer I could have gone on operating the way I was and, and been happy in my relationship and happy in my business, quite frankly. I love that story. Thank you for sharing all of that. First of all, I appreciate that so much. We both do. And I think it's it's such a beautiful lesson, not just in our romantic partnerships, but really like the couple of closest relationships that we have in our lives, right? Like we've all heard that saying, you know, the five people you spend the most time with. But sometimes I even think about those concepts, not just in my my romantic relationship, but my closest friendships. Are we... Are we paying attention to to those sorts of things, our interactions with each other, making sure we're feeling genuinely happy or if other feelings come up, where is that coming from? And it's sometimes more powerful than anything you could ever learn from a book, from a course, anything else. It's those moments of, whoa, again, higher self tapping you on your shoulder. Like, how how's that going down there? This is something we need to, to look at uh, and kind of setting you up for this, dare I say, I don't know if better is the right word, but this like next level version of you uh, who has that higher emotional intelligence, who's able to see those, those patterns. And I do feel like at least for the three of us in this conversation, maybe the universe kind of drops these partners into our world to kind of help us see those. I, I certainly can never relate to uh... having partners that also sometimes will, or, or friends, you know, whoever's listening in that will call you out on that a little bit. Um, I love that Elliot just kind of held space for you during that personal growth moment you described and kind of nudged you to think, well, how, how could this be more, more fun? How can we bring more of those 12 noon on a Monday cannonball moments into our lives? Um, I think that that little bit of kind of calling out and holding space, that's something that I really admire about my partner, Steven, is he never hesitates to lovingly and gently call me out on my bullshit. If I'm, you know, pushing myself to work super long hours, staying up way too late, you know, all these things that drove me to shift my career a few years ago in the first place. Who are you trying to prove something to? He's like, cause it's probably just you. If, if even you, and I'm like, Oh yeah. Rude. Pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, whether, whether it is your partner or, or having those close friendships of people who will kind of call you on that or, or hold space for you as you work 
through it when they kind of see what's happening they kind of know you're about to you're about to go through something i i know all of us here are very passionate about having those close relationships about having community for for that purpose and i think that was just like a really beautiful example of what that can look like mm. i'm like i i will share that story till the day i die it's not it was not a proud moment but it was so real and i think it highlights what some of you listening may have felt or do feel in relation to it's really just pointing us back to the lesson that we're meant to learn the reason we feel triggered by that or by if it seems like it's so easy for someone else just get so curious about that that could be your greatest gift it's it's literally your intuition saying yeah bitch and it could be easier for you too <laughs> all right <laughs> that's how mine oh, talks my. to me at least she's kind of sassy I love it. I mean, and talking about community and fun and ease, and I'm not saying easy because I'm sure this event is not easy, but can you talk a little bit about Powerhouse Women, the event? Laura and I are super excited to be there. It's in August. Um, yeah. Just tell us more about that. Well, it's funny because as you said that, I said, nope, it really is easy. It really is because we we've designed it to be that. And, and it's very in flow. It's very intuitive. It's actually why there is so much magic that happens in that room. And I know Laura has had a chance to be a part of it before, but as this, this mission really started to evolve, I, I, I really followed the intuition that I had this craving to bring women together around this conversation of creating a space that, that is so safe to bring your most self-expressed you, whether that is the really ambitious part of you. It could be the the one who feels like she she's just more bold than she gets to be in her everyday life. Whatever version that is, paired with the safety of being able to bring the vulnerable parts, the parts where we get really honest really fast in this day about how none of us have it figured out. And we all have things that are blocking us from tapping into that next level. So we've really curated this experience that is intended to, number one, leave you empowered and in action around whatever is next for you, whether that's personal growth, growing a business, a passion project, and leaving you feeling connected, knowing that even if you go home to a small town where you have no one else around you who gets the thing that you are trying to talk about and are really passionate about and people just kind of go, huh, I don't, I don't really get it. That's nice. Right. And then they go back to talking about the weather and we love them. Right. But you know that there's a room of hundreds of other women from around the world who are playing at the same level. They're at all different stages of the journey. And I think that's really cool to see too. And what's happened is year after year, I mean, I, I think of Laura and myself, like year after year, we come back as different people. So it's also this beautiful timestamp every single year to acknowledge your own growth. And a friend last year coined this phrase that I've now stolen from her. Um, I'll give her credit, but my friend Vanessa Kaufman said, yeah, we are on the powerhouse women lunar calendar. So our new year starts, starts over at the event. And then we transform and we come back, you know, and we celebrate our new year and we set new intentions for who we want to become. And then we get to celebrate that together in, you know, August or September, whenever the event falls. So this year we're having it in Scottsdale. It's August 25th and 26th. 
and all of the details, I'm sure you'll link them in the show notes. It's just powerhousewomenevent.com. It is. And it really is a magical event. People often ask me, oh, what's it, what's it like? Tell me about the vibe. <laughs> and I'm like, you literally have to experience it because it, there's just nothing like it. And I love that. The powerhouse women lunar calendar. That's, mm-hmm. that's my new favorite calendar. <laughs> my favorite calendar too. Yes. Yeah. And, and that, that's the hardest part is I get, it takes for a lot of women, especially it takes trust. It takes courage to walk into a room of other powerful women. And it is something that's kind of hard to put in words. It's a feeling it's visceral and it's not, it's not me. I get to set the tone, but it's really the collective coming together of women who are willing to be that vulnerable and that authentic and that self-expressed, it'll unlock something in you that you didn't even know was locked. You just didn't know until you knew. And then you leave a different person and the people in your life wonder what kind of Kool-Aid you were drinking all weekend or what kind of Prosecco you were drinking all weekend. Every, every time, every time I leave, Steven's always like, where do you pull these outfits from? And I'm like, well, that's the powerhouse women fashion show. That's a whole other thing. So, <laughs> Which is know, just, just wild. I know. Yeah. Yep. It's the place, that thing in your closet, you're like, I have nowhere to wear this. Now you do. <laughs> I love it. Well, we will definitely link all of that information below for anyone who wants to grab their ticket before they sell out, which I'm sure they will be. Uh, Lindsay, we've appreciated you spending your time with us so much. We have one final question that we'd love to ask our guests. And that is in the lens of this conversation we've been having, if there was one piece of advice, you could go back to a younger version of you and tell her whether that's little kid, Lindsay, Lindsay, at the start of this entrepreneurial journey, what would that piece of advice be? I think it's, it's the simple reminder in light of everything we talked about, not to mistake stillness for laziness. That sometimes the most productive thing I can do is be still. Beautiful. Thank you so, so much for being on the Fem Factor podcast with us, Lindsay. We're so grateful to have you. Oh, this was so much fun. Thank you again. This podcast is for general information and educational purposes only. It should not be considered medical advice and or treatment. Although we are both doctors, we are not medical doctors or your medical doctor. What has been discussed should not take the place of your personal medical professional's advice, treatment, diagnosis, or care. If you love this podcast as much as we do, please take the time to subscribe, share, rate, and review. And we'd love if you would follow us over on Instagram. Our handles are at dr.lauradecesaris and at Dr. Nicole Marcioni. Or you can just click on the links in our show notes.